Lils and Patrick are two local musicians from the New England area whose minimal accomplishments have left them thoroughly unqualified to judge bands and artists who have been more successful than they ever could be. And yet, their passion for bad music persists on Jukebox Zeros, the podcast that takes a retrospective look at the worst albums of all time. From the Shags to Attila, from Cyberpunk to Scream, if there's a band that has an album they're ashamed of, Lils and Patrick will be there. Share their love on Jukebox Zeros, now on the Zero Science Network and wherever podcasts may be found. Scott, 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 it's Halloween, and we still haven't decided what we're going to do for this episode of Writer's Bagel Basket. Okay, how do you want to decide? Well, hear me out. I found this Ouija board in our attic. You mean a telephone for dead people? Yes, and I think we should use it here. Put your fingers in the planchette. No. This is going to be fine. It's going to be fine. We don't need to worry. Here. Ready? No. I I think I feel something. (sighs) Gee... R, A, oh my God, it's Gravity Falls. We're doing Gravity Falls. No, it could be Gravity with George Clooney. That's that's not ha- even Halloween. Sandy B, no, it's in the it's, basket. It's the Gravity writer- Falls. It's Gravity Falls. Oh yeah, smart ass. What episode? Summerween. It's in the basket. The writer's bagel basket. Yes, it was very exciting. Tomorrow we go to the zoo. I love you. That's all I needed to hear. I'm so excited! I'm so We don't have to be mean. Because remember, no matter where you go, there you are. Hi, welcome to Rider's Bagel Basket. I am Scott Kurland. And I'm Haley, also known as the woman who is going to put out a petition for uh, getting Summerween to come to our town. No. Come on! No, did you see the calendar? It takes place in June. It literally falls on my birthday. <laughs> well, it's like Uncle Stan said, this town loves Halloween so much, they wanted it twice a year, and I think we should do that. I am not sharing my birthday with anything. It's bad <laughs> enough I have to share it with Father's Day. Uh, Not a secondary Halloween. So Gravity come Falls. Come on, you you don't love. Oh wait, Thanksgiving is your favorite holiday. Yeah, Halloween's, Halloween's my favorite. Yours? Yes, it is. How dare you be selfish and <laughs> push your your Halloween agenda? Get oh a- yeah, that's exactly what I'm doing. Get off your candy box. My my holiday filled with joy and candy and costumes. I will never say candy box fun. again. Did you- that sounded I so dirty? I didn't even catch that. I said, get off your candy box. That sounds yeah, so gross. It, do, it does. It does. It sounds disgusting. <laughs> Anyways, Gravity Falls is a TV show created by Alex Hirsch for, surprisingly, the Disney Channel. Uh, yeah, that still shocks me. Because this is a dark show. It's sometimes. like uh, There's a couple moments in this episode that I, I was surprised they allowed to be aired. Even on Disney XD, which is like geared towards like teenagers, right? Tweenagers. Yeah, tweenagers. Yeah, like, I, I don't- know. But Disney is so, like, sensitive about a lot of things. Well, Disney Plus is supposed to be doing, like, more adult-oriented, but I doubt we're going to get Magic Kingdom yeah. confessions. Yeah. Some of the some of the jokes are very adult in the show. Well, that's because most of the writers are old Simpsons writers. Oh. Like, 
You learn 50%. something new every day. Yeah. So that makes sense. There are but, a lot of Simpsons. But this jokes. show is like The Simpsons meets Twin Peaks meets a X third. Files. Yeah, X meets Files. Airy Indiana. I have no idea what that other thing is. Airy Indiana, the kid from Hocus Pocus. It was okay. his TV show that got him Hocus Pocus. Oh. When Leonardo DiCaprio dropped out of Hocus Pocus. They're like, why don't we go with the kid from Mary, Indiana? And they're like, he gave a shitty audition. And he's like, I had the flu. (laughs) Oh. So so why don't we do the blockbuster rule, a.k.a. the TV guide rule, a.k.a. the John Curlin rule? Do we have to say those three things every time? Oh, yeah. Can't we just pick one? Nope. Oh. Nope. Because if you're unfamiliar to the podcast. I'm putting in a motion. Denied. You can't just deny my motion. I created this podcast. I am the Grand Poobah. I can do whatever I want. Denied. The Blockbuster Rule, a.k.a. the TV Guide Rule, a.k.a. the John Carlin Rule. If you are unfamiliar with this podcast, uh, my dad was supposed to give a synopsis, gave the entire synopsis as the entire podcast episode. (laughs) And he would not be assuaged. So now, my guest, which is you, my wife, has to give a paragraph a paragraph, if you're listening to this father, of what the episode is about. You have a paragraph. You're in TV Guide. What does it say? Oh, and I'm going to add something. TV, Speaking of carrying on. TV rating. TV rating? Rating. I don't know the ratings. No, just make it up on how dark you thought the episode was. All right. Um. <laughs> TVR. <laughs> <laughs> Three and a half Snickers bars. I don't know. Oh, I'm saying like TVG, TVP. I told you I don't know the ratings. <laughs> okay, I'm pretty sure this <laughs> this episode was like TVPG. We rate things based on food, okay? Okay, all right. Anyways, paragraph. I'm just continuing the theme. All right, go ahead. So uh, Dipper and Mabel um, celebrate their very first and... What might be their last summer ween uh, when they're confronted by a monster made of nightmares and possibly old candy? A Miyazaki monster. Yes. Because this was a very... Now, I always thought it was spirited away, but... I love how I just gave a huge spoiler there. Eh. Oh, well. Whatever. I love how... I kind of teased it, though. Yeah, whatever. I love how... I originally thought it was based on Spirit of the Way, but the more I watched that, that trickster is uh, Howl's Moving Castle. You think? That is definitely no face. Well, even, yeah. like the, even like the teeth. Like, but I'm talking about the like they... the, the scarecrow design, like it's wearing a hat and the scarecrow jacket. Oh, yeah, like they merged the scarecrow from, yeah, from Howl's Howl. Moving Castle and, yeah. like, no and no face. Yeah. yeah, Yeah, I can see that. It would have been better if instead of doing the traditional Gravity Falls music, they did this, the whimsical uh, Miyazaki like pan flute. <laughs> I just it just warms my heart whenever I see a Miyazaki reference in another like animated film or even a, like a non-animated film. It just it just makes my heart happy. I loved when they did Totoro on Bob's Burgers. Yes. <laughs>
This is weird, right? I I love Miyazaki's like influence on modern popular culture because like our it's generation huge like people don't even realize our generation grew up watching like kiki's and totoro and howl's moving castle <laughs> all the kiki's and all the totoro's did i ever tell you and this? all the howls did i ever tell you the story of when i worked in a movie theater over the summer we got howl's moving castle and someone's like what is this is this like a digimon and i was like how dare you mad that back sir i was like it has witches and sorcery and and they're like what is this the princess bride (laughs) (laughs) what was your first miyazaki film that i saw in theaters or that in in general the your very first one you've ever seen so i saw princess mononoke in theaters and that was like my gateway i'm so fucking jealous of you right now and then don't even know (laughs) that weekend i rented you saw when it came out yeah fuck you (laughs) i saw it in theaters i saw it um at the arlington capitol theater which is owned by the somerville theater people so it's a beautiful theater that is restored oh and did i mention i was in the balcony you can't see this right now because this is a podcast but i'm i'm flipping a huge bird (laughs) right now (laughs) I would say it's a mocking bird. Yes, yes. Although we're recording on Halloween, so it's a it's a huge bat. <laughs> it's a crow. Yep. Um, it's Brandon Lee. <laughs> but yeah, I so that so then that was my gateway drug, and then that weekend I made my dad rent Kiki's and was it Totoro? It, the m- point is, you got hooked. Might have been Porco Rosso. Oh God. Not not his best. <laughs> no, it was definitely Totoro. Okay. So, yeah. I mean, all his movies are good in one way or another, but Porco Rosso is not my favorite. Yeah, and my dad's like, oh, do you want to rent this other one? Grave of the Fireflies? And no! The- yeah, no! That, that's what, that's what the, the clerk behind the blockbuster counter was like, no, don't do it! He's like, he's only eight years old. He's just a child. Protect the boy! <laughs> Um, my it's first... also how I learned how to read too. Oh, really? Because those ones, Kiki was dubbed with Kirsten Dunst by then, but Totoro was not. Okay. Do I get to tell my story now? Go ahead. Uh, the very first uh, Miyazaki movie I rented from Adopt-A-Video, oh. which will forever hold like a warm, special place in my heart. Um, <laughs> Please tweet at us for for weird video store names that you had as a child. Oh, yes, please do. Um, and if they had a back section, I, you know what I mean by the, that. Yeah, I first rented um, Castle in the Sky, which is such an uh, like it's such an underrated movie of his. So I don't understand it's, how Blockbuster didn't have Castle in the Sky, but Adopt-A-Video had Castle in the fucking Sky. I'm telling you, they, they, they just knew. And was this the dub? Yeah. Oh, that's so weird. You make fun of Adopt a Video, but I have a feeling like they had all the indie movies you wanted and could never get. There was a place up in Lincoln, New Hampshire, where my parents' timeshare was, that always had the indie films that I wanted, and the blockbuster never had them. <laughs> I love how we're supposed to be talking about Gravity Falls, but we. Anyways, back to Gravity Falls. Thank you. So, as we said before, it was created by Alex Hirsch who he is friends with 
um, uh, Justin Roiland and Dan Harmon. Mm-hmm. They, they, like we said in the Little Princess episode, the way Alfonso Cuaron had his group of people, Alex Hirsch has his group of animators okay. who have created. He's friends with the guy who created Adventure Time. Like they, yep. they bounce ideas off each other. And honestly, I can definitely see the influence. This feels like a Justin Roiland episode. This mm. like feels like Justin Roiland was like, oh, what, what if we? I don't know why he's Rick. I mean, why he's uh, Morty? <laughs> Morty. <laughs> uh, what if there is a second Halloween? <laughs> <laughs> and what if we uh, threw a Miyazaki villain in there? How about how about I, I? Why do I even bother doing impressions? I have only like three good ones. Come on, let's hear your Christopher Walken again. <laughs> no, I have only do like, the British guy from Willy Wonka. I have only like three good ones in my wheelhouse. Yeah, and they're all like Jenny Slate voices. No, maybe. <laughs> yeah, like they are. Uh, I'm not going to do them now. I'm too no, tired. No. Um, the weird thing is Kristen Schaal is on this. Uh, Kristen Schaal is a delight. Well, the thing that babbles my mind is she's like H. John Benjamin, where she just uses her voice and it sounds different every time. Like Mabel is so different than Louise. Yeah. Uh, and like Louise has like a, a heart of darkness, but it's the same fucking voice. Yeah, and Mabel is like pure rainbows. Yeah, pure rainbows, sunshine, joy. I was everything that's good. I was upset she was not wearing her trademark unicorn sweater. She uh, she wears a sweater in the beginning. Not the unicorn one. Oh, okay. Well, no, because I was looking at it. I was like, why is she dressed like? No, she wears she wears a sweater in every single episode. Somebody actually, I saw this piece of art where somebody like put every sweater that she wears. That person has way too much time on. They do. Um, but my favorite voice actor on this show is Mr. Jason Ritter, who is Dipper. Dipper, who is of course, who is the son of the late great John Ritter. Oh, and he is. Jason. Why R- didn't I make that connection? I don't know. He even looks like his dad. Does like, he? Yes. Don't show me a picture. Of him. You can show me later. <laughs> what if I just put up a picture of Dipper? Like, oh, I see it. <laughs> I see the resemblance. But Dipper is probably my favorite character in an animated series. I, I do love Dipper. Dipper, is, but he's, he's such he's a so douche in this episode. Yeah, I mean, he, I, I would say he's like the typical teenage boy. All he wants to do in this episode is basically go to a party to get with a girl he will never get with. Yep. Yeah, that that about sums it up. <laughs> I am a going on thirteen and year old meanwhile, boy. Meanwhile, his his sister is like so excited, like that she's basically how I would be if I discovered there was a second Halloween. There's even like I I just like I love how like deeply entrenched we see that this holiday is in the town. Like they there's actually a Summerween superstore, which is like their version of Spirit Halloween. <laughs> Complete with angry, upset uh, store clerk. Have the police come and eject the Pines family from the store. Not today! My eyes! You paid for the stuff, right? Of course. I hate Summerween. And if you're not from the East Coast and don't know what Spirit Halloween is... Oh, you are missing out. Scott, please describe... If your Please town has paint a picture, if your town has a dilapidated fashion bug or 
or a Kmart that went out of business years ago, <laughs> or in our case, a blockbuster video that went out of business, and they turned it into absolutely nothing from August until October 31st. They put in a Halloween store for three months. Nothing says Halloween like one store being born out of the corpse of another one. <laughs> it's very alien. Yes. So, yeah, Spirit Halloween is basically a bunch of shitty costumes. Not shitty. Not shitty. Sometimes they have really good stuff in there. No, I mean, like, the knockoff ones. Yeah. Like, like instead of Adventure Time, it's like Journey Clock. <laughs> Journey Clock, come on, tell your friends. Anyways, yeah, uh, the Summerween Superstore... Clearly used to be like in Ames. Yeah. <laughs> or a Caldor. Or, or it's the convenience store we see in the conveniencing episode. Too big. Oh. It's okay. too big. Because well. I was thinking that too. Oh. Which that would have tied nicely. The inconveniencing is probably my favorite episode. It's so good. Um Yeah. That was another one we could have actually done. Are I, you are you filled with regret? No. No, because <laughs> I love that one too much to make fun of it like yeah. find stuff to make fun of where this one i i'm really not afraid to like the fact that their great uncle grunkle stan shows his penis to children no no he doesn't show uh-huh no. okay no, no he doesn't it's 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 hinted but he they show him wearing his underwear so. Yeah, nice. Because you know standards and practices was like, whoa, whoa, whoa. What the <laughs> hell is this? Well, the, you could tell that they weren't going to include that, you know, that extra scene. Yeah. But, yeah, that's the hand of Disney weighed heavy in that, that Hi, scene. I'm, I'm Bob Iger, the chairman of Disney. Uh, please don't have an old man show his penis to children. Is he Southern? Is he, like, from Texas? He lives in Florida, so I just oh okay. I just so assumed, you're assuming I just assume that everyone who lives on the east Co uh, lives in California and travels back and forth between Florida and California has a southern accent. Like you're making a huge assumption. We're gonna get a lot of emails. <laughs> Hi, I'm Bob Iger. That's why, like, I start with the southern and then I just go at the end. <laughs> so southern rich. Okay. Like John Goodman. In uh, I I see. Okay. <laughs> but yeah um grunkle stan is he's a character who should be my favorite character but there are times where i just hate him yeah i mean he kind of flip-flops throughout the series he's like if carl Fredrickson decided to be a complete douchebag yeah <laughs> like if in up when he's like hi mr Fredrickson, please let me in if Carl just pushed the kid off the thing. Yeah. Well, it was mid-flight. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, that's Grunkle Stan. Yeah. Also, the fact that he wears... What is, what's that thing called? A fez? Yeah. It's There's something unnerving about it. But you would expect there to be. I mean, he owns like a little like oddity shop in the middle of nowhere. <laughs> We're to assume it's the Pacific Northwest. Twin Peaks. <laughs> yes, basically. And uh, a lot of going... A lot of strange goings on happen there. What if it was just Pasadena, California? <laughs> and Grunkle Stan is the master of all things weird, but he doesn't really feature very strongly in this episode. No, it's, it's Seuss who is the parental figure in this episode. Yeah, who is a 
20 year old man child is he 20 years old i think he's supposed to be like mid-20s okay but he hangs out with children all day yeah quiet your discontent children lest the trickster over here your cape is caught in your fly Sus. touche yeah that's and in not this right. episode he doesn't have a shirt on well, to be fair, he's dressed as a luchador. I don't care. <laughs> I'm trying to... No, that's weird, man. Although it is summer. It's summer wane. Yeah, I love that the, the jack-o'-lanterns are... Uh, watermelons. Are watermelons. Yeah. The, again, I love like the little creative touches here and there. You can tell they really thought about it. And famous character actor, uh, voice actor, Jeff Bennett is the voice of the trickster. Um, and he is Candle Jack from Freakazoid. Oh. And he's now the voice of Smee and everything that's Peter Pan related from Disney. He his his IMDb is almost as long as Maurice LaMarche and Jim Cumming. Oh, nice. Yes. So he's like one of those professionally seasoned voice actors. Yeah, if I looked it up right please now. Please don't. <laughs> please don't. It, it's it's a mile long list. Yeah. Um but so I, I love initially how excited Dipper and Mabel get for this holiday. And then immediately, as soon as Dipper gets a whiff of like, hey, I, I you know, I'm invited to like a teenage party and, you know, I yes. can hopefully get the girl of my dreams. She's you 18. Won't. You're 12. It's weird, man. I thought she's 15. It's still. Yeah. But um also, her boyfriend is played by uh, pop culture pariah, <laughs> T.J. Miller. But, uh, yeah, Dipper is Mr. Steal Your Girl. and I feel like every time he sees Wendy, who is the girl who works in the gift shop at the Mystery Shack, yep. she, he sees her with um, Robbie. I feel like he just hears... Is she really going out with him? Probably. Yeah. Joe constantly, Jackson. Constantly playing in his head. Oh, yeah. He's kind of pathetic in this episode. He, he is. It just, I, I mean, but see, again, I think it's just because I, Mabel reminds me so much of me when it comes to like celebrating Halloween. So I, I feel her anger. I feel her rage very intensely when she discovers later that her brother is basically ditching her the way they animate like looks like little details yeah is so good like when dipper comes down the stairs and he just has an indifferent look yeah the way they animate that and then when she finds out he lied to her and For she's pissed off her her look on her face <laughs> like that took some guy in a sweatshop a very long time to animate yeah, it's just, it's kind of amazing how, like, given the few details that are on their face, how expressive these characters are. But, again, I think that has to do with, like, partially, like, the world building here. I love how we're getting so intense about this show. This show is brilliant. Yeah. It's fantastic. It's definitely one of, like, my top three animated TV shows. It's probably my number one. Yeah. But also, people... Don't at me. I know that they don't have animation groups working in sweatshops anymore. <laughs> Relax. 
Do you know how they made that this show? That you know of. <laughs> well, okay, so that's one thing I want to talk about. This show looks like hand-drawn animation, and it's not. It's a combination of animation. Some of the CG- backgrounds are like very, they look hand-drawn. But um, it's it's a type of flash and CGI that they started with Paper Man, and then they Disney XD. Oh, uh, yeah. That's why this looks so hand-drawn. Mm. And it's amazing. Yeah. Um, and upsetting. <laughs> but so basically the the episode uh, starts where uh, Dipper makes the decision to ditch Halloween or Summerween. And then they're confronted. After they destroyed the Superstore. Yeah. <laughs> and, oh yeah, and Seuss becomes every guy in any store ever where he has to touch the things that make noise. I'm I looking at you. like this I'm is, looking at yep. you. This okay. is a personal attack. <laughs> okay. Can I defend myself? No, you can't. It's because anytime we go to like a Michaels or an AC Moore craft store, they are the only places that have Jewish oriented Hanukkah themed stuffed oh, animals. Oh, I wasn't that talking talk. about just just the that stuff. I'm talking about like literally any store we go to. Anything with a button. Again, <laughs> I only did it recently because I have never heard a talking Hanukkah-themed toy, and I wanted to see how offensive it was. <laughs> and it was incredible. That, that is true. Yeah, it was like, oh, my young sir, I should tell you the story of Hanukkah. Okay, I'm leaving. <laughs> I don't care what you have to say, mench on the bench. Um, but so they're, so, um, they're confronted by, was it the, the Summerween? trickster. No, or the, the sum- Summerween trickster. Yeah. <laughs> they're confronted by Miyazaki monster. Yep. Who feels that they are, there's the spirit of Summerween is not strong. It's because Dipper throws out the, chi- the, the gummy chairs, but throws out the secondary oh, yeah. candy. Yeah. Mr. Love- Adequate bar. Yeah. The sand pop. Gummy chairs. For some reason, I thought that the candy from Mission Hill, the Mission Hill episode, was in this. Because I was like, yeah, where are the good in panties? Oh, wait, no, that was Mission Hill. <laughs> but Yeah, I don't think there's going to be very many good in panties in a Disney show. <laughs> um, but th- those... Those candies were definitely written by Josh Weinstein and Bill Oakley because they would oh, take... Oh, they're so good. On, on The Simpsons, they would spend an entire... They wouldn't go home for 24 hours until they came up with a character's name. Oh, okay. Details like that are so important to them. Well, I think they were just like recalling like can like bad candy they got in, you know when they were little mr adequate bar yeah it's mr good bar yeah so like everybody probably like they were at a table and they're like okay think about the worst candy you got in your bucket on halloween what is the worst candy that you ever got in a bucket oh um i can tell you i don't know probably because i like threw it out immediately you 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 go first necco wafers oh yeah necco wafers are terrible or I actually don't like good, but a lot of a lot of people don't know what Necco wafers are because, like, oh, because um, they don't have the New England Candy Company in their backyard, which is now dilapidated. Yeah, like I remember reading the stories about like the health inspectors who would go in there, and it was like infested with rats. <laughs> Not in a fun way, like ratatouille. So see, we were. 
were smart to throw it out. We knew. I almost just went full Keith Morrison and said something like, like, oh, you mean like in Ratatouille? <laughs> oh. Uh, you turn the lights on and the rats, they scatter. <laughs> um, but uh, I have a funny story to tell you. Okay. About bad, bad trick-or-treating. Um, so when I lived in Gardner with my mom and my brother, um, we... Uh, one Halloween, my mom decided she was going to hand out crackers. <laughs> Your mom was that person. Yes, like those the, the cheesy crackers that come in like oh, the packets. I thought you meant like the crackers that you get at like a restaurant with soup. Oh, like oyster crackers? No, no, no. Like like when you would go to like no, Wendy's no, 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 no. and you would get like, the chili and they would have like the zesty no, or the premium. No, these were cr- like the kind of like the ones that like moms would throw in their kids like lunch bag. Oh, like the Austin crackers or Lance? Yeah, yeah. The ones Some with, like, cracker the company cheese. named after a pretentious boy's name. Yeah. But uh, I guess my mom wanted our house to get egged that year because <laughs> I literally I like she told me and I'm like, this is a terrible idea. This is the worst idea. And she's like, oh, well, people will want like something savory to go with the sweet stuff. And I'm like, it's trick or treat. See, my mom always wanted us to eat healthy. But Halloween, she's like, go for it. Yeah. And they would always buy the full size candy bars. Oh, look at you. Until like until after we graduated high school. Like as soon as I graduated high school fancy full bars well, over here. No, like I th- I feel like they did it because they wanted us to be like the cool kids in school. And then as soon as we graduated <laughs> they were trying fo- to help you along. The following year after after I graduated high school and in college, went back to their house, they had a bowl full of the fun size again. <laughs> nice. Um but so literally I went to the next house over and so I heard someone behind me goes, that woman gave me crackers. There was, a, I, and think, I, I think there was like a doctor or a dentist on our street and he gave out floss. Of course he did. He's and a I, dentist. Yeah. Uh, also, his driveway was one of those long driveways that people would walk down. So I was like, yeah, we're not going also, down there. Also, he's not investing properly. When you're a dentist, you hand out the candy. You're like handing out full-size bars. Yeah, there was a... so You got to keep your, your business going. Our end of the street was like the best houses. Like mm-hmm. the bottom, because we lived on a dead end. Mm-hmm. And... And we knew, like, oh, if we live on a dead end, people aren't going to go all the way down unless you have the good candy. So across the street from my parents, that guy also gave out full size. The guy across would give out, he would give you five choices. Full size can of soda. Okay, this this is why. Hold on. (laughs) You could pick from a full size can of soda. This is what news stories are made of. Full size candy bar. Mm-hmm. Bag of popcorn, which I never, I never went with the bag of popcorn. Oh, okay. Because I you cannot resist popcorn. Even I thought that that was weird. And razor blades. Money. What? Yeah. Okay. Um, I have a question. <laughs> one year, Chris Hansen showed up at what? his house. I, I wonder what that was all I about. I was about to say <laughs> one, two, or three. Those are the levels of sex offenders you have to choose from. <laughs> Not today. 
No, but yeah, now now that I think about it, that was weird. Scott is having a revelation as we speak. Oh my god. But uh, it, now that I think yeah, that is that's fucking weird. <laughs> those and, headstones in his backyard weren't just decorations. Oh Scott. no, those poor children. <laughs> and then then uh the former assistant principal of the middle school, she would give out apples. That's not good either. Yeah. Uh, this is all fearing, feeling very nineties to me. A time before, like there, like gummy bears could be laced with like roofies, <laughs> <laughs> and razor blades were in every piece of chocolate, and like every single candy you ever got had to be wrapped. There was, uh, I never went to this house, but apparently on the other side of town there was like a house that the dad worked for a record label, and he would give out like, like cassette tapes of like backstreet boys and insane like because he just had like a whole bunch of stuff right oh that's so smart that's amazing like that's the only other thing like as a kid you would prefer to candy yeah like it's like oh hey look depeche mode <laughs> you know that, that <laughs> okay there's, maybe not that i'm joking but <laughs> but like you know that the girls were like oh britney spears insane and then there's that one kid with the emo haircut he's like look the cure <laughs> I will cry myself to sleep with my Robert Smith poster. Yeah, speaking of like really like good treats, I, I I have this, I don't know if it's true or not, but I feel like I have this memory of someone in my neighborhood giving out like good candy apples. I, I like, I really think, because I remember like this one year where this I think it was a woman. She was like handing out candy apples Haley? that she had made. Haley, that woman was a witch. That woman was a witch, and she was trying to get you fat. Did Is she that live why in- her house was made of gingerbread? I was just gonna ask. Like, like anyone who hands out homemade like I mean, candy, in my opinion, has Grimm's fairy tales written <laughs> all over them. I that- mean, she did want me to like take a peek inside her oven. <laughs> For a second, I thought you were being serious. Like, she always asked for us to come in. Yeah. No, but, like, I really feel like there was... I. I like, Hold on. I was it Bette Midler? Yeah. Was it Bette Midler or Sarah Jessica Parker? No, it was the other one. Kathy and Jimmy? Yeah. Um, but, no, I really think that happened. I bet it did, but I'm still creeped <laughs> but, uh, out. But, uh, again, it probably only happened the once because I feel like the very next year they're like, don't have any homemade candy. Your children will die. You will never see them again. I do remember when, before we moved, when I was four years old, there was a house on the neighborhood that, like, the kids loved going to because she would make, like, she had her own bakery and she would make her own homemade Halloween cookies. Oh. And it was like, she made the chocolate herself for the chocolate chip cookies. Mm. So like, I don't know why I remember this, but I do. Yeah. And then we moved a year later and I turned five. Like my brain <laughs> could be making this up, but I really feel like it's real. I really, cause like I, I, I remember looking forward to that, like wanting one of those so badly. Come little children. <laughs> I'll take thee away. I, I just, I, Haley, I'm convinced this woman was a witch. 
She was a witch. Is that why she lived near the swamp? (laughs) (laughs) Oh, my children have been dead for years. You, you're too skin and bones. (laughs) Come, come, keep me company. I'll bury your bones in the yard and your ghost will keep me company till next Halloween when a fresh batch of children arrives. (laughs) Oh, I see you have a little brother. Dessert. (laughs) Uh, but so so the 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 creature comes because like Dipper has you know rejected this candy because Dipper's a fucking asshole in this episode. But like, I mean, he's not doing what any other kid wouldn't do. He wants to. Basically- Nobody wants wax lips. Can you even eat those? Probably, but you shouldn't. I but, feel like you're okay. gonna have the not, gummy not chairs. To- the gummy chairs actually looked pretty good. Yeah. But I'm talking about the real, like, candy, the wax lips. I don't know who invented those. I think you can eat those. Can you eat them? Yeah, because it's, it's syrup. That ain't wax. right. That ain't right. You, they, Not, this is TMI, but I feel like you're going to have weird shit after that <laughs> happens. Well, but syrup and wax is what they use to make, like, like, the glossy coating on chocolate to give it that sheen. They add a ton. Yeah. I only know this is because... It- I I did. I don't know if I believe you. I did a cooking show for a woman years ago, and she she used to make her own chocolate, and she used syrup and wax and poison. <laughs> yeah, well, we died afterwards. Yeah, I'm not here right now. I am a ghost. Yep. But yeah, I, speaking of which, we need to um have our pottery lesson later. <laughs> oh my, my love, my darling. Uh, I forgot who it was. Oh, it was uh, Chris Red from SNL for Halloween tweeted, I want to see a remake of Ghost, but you find out that Patrick Swayze was the side piece and he learns this after he's dead. Yeah. And he comes back and he's like, hey, want to make pottery for old time? And she's like, I have a family. (laughs) I have children now. Yeah, so... Getting back to Dipper. Yeah. So he throws out the candy. The creature comes to the door. And <laughs> I love how, like, the, the, uh, Dipper's like, dude, you're too old for this. And he shuts the door on the creature. Uh, <laughs> he shuts it, like, three times. And then finally Mabel opens the door and she's like, oh, here you go. Candy for you. And he's like, I will eat your soul. See, Mabel is treated like shit all the time know about that i feel like she is <laughs> i just do maybe like towards the end <laughs> I, also the my favorite line in this episode is when i think i think you you're saying she gets taken for granted throughout the, throughout the series she's always like yeah because she's so optimistic what's her name what's the rich girl's name pacifica pacifica northwest they have such great names yeah they do uh Celeste Bella Bethabel, <laughs> Fiddleford McGucket, the news anchor, whatever the hell his name is. Uh, Grenda. Gre- okay, so that's my favorite line of this episode is when she introduces her friends. This is the first time Grunkle Stan meets her friends. Grenda and Candy. Yeah. Grunkle Stan, these are my best friends, Candy and Grenda. I am so sweet, I could eat myself. Hello, Mr. Pines. You got a cold, honey? Something wrong with your voice there? What do you mean? Why would you say that? The the thought of him saying you got a cold there, sweetie. Yeah. <laughs> and 
Also, no, why would you say that? Also, Candy going, I am sweet as me. <laughs> I love her. Uh, She's also Bimo. Yeah. But the voice actors that they got to be on the show, even for like cameos, we've we've gotten John Stewart, Nick Offerman, uh, Nathan Fillion, Nathan Fillion, Jennifer Coolidge. Uh, I think the mother of Pacifica is Trisha Helfer, mm. who is Lucifer's mom. Oh yeah, Charlotte Maybe. Richards. Yeah, because um, she also did Rick and Morty. Another show we have to do. Yes, Lucifer is fantastic. Tom yep. Ellis, come on the show and marry us. <laughs> the three of us could be very happy together. <laughs> you um, sing songs and we just look at you all day. <laughs> but uh, who else was on the show? Well, Linda Cardellini plays Wendy. Yep. Star of the Academy Award winning film Green Book. Mm. Uh who am I thinking of? Someone incredibly famous did a voice. Well, Lance Bass played all of the boy bands. It'll come to you later. Yeah. And sc- you'll wake up in the middle of the night and you'll screaming. be like, shit, that person. <laughs> God damn it. Um, it's, it's okay. Let, let, moving on. Yes. So Move on. I'll probably yeah, think of it. Yeah. So. Oh, J.K. Simmons. That's who it was. Duh. Of course. Academy Play- Award winner J.K. Simmons. <laughs> who plays a very important role later. We won't spoil it for yes. you. Um. But so then the creatures like you, you've angered me. You have to collect 500 pieces of candy or I'll eat you like this small child. Who, poor Gordy. Yeah, poor Gordy. That's also another one like that. That's just a, a Simpsons joke right there where someone like gets horribly murdered and the other person says that person's name like their best friend. Yeah. <laughs> Twink a tweet. My name is Gorny. Oh, remember me? Oh! Gorny! Gorny, no! Even though we've never seen them together. Yeah, that is a total Simpsons joke. Uh, but it, it's, uh, yeah. I don't I understand it. how you can hate The Simpsons, but you love all of these shows. I don't hate The Simpsons. How many times do I have to say it? I'm indifferent to The Simpsons. I didn't grow up with it. I never knew when it was on or what channel, so I just never watched it. And like now, some of the jokes are kind of blasé to me. Well, like, tweet at us: Simpsons yay or Simpsons nay? If you're pro, oh come on, <laughs> you know how that's gonna play out. You know, don't do it, people. Do it, do it, do it, do it. But yeah, I mean, the the jokes. I I don't understand how the Simpsons now can suck. And I think it's because all of the great writers have gone to oh, shows. Oh, do they suck now? It's not that they suck. It's they don't have the same momentum, the okay. same flow, like a Gravity Falls. I'm going to get so many emails. I don't care. Anymore. Our inbox is going to be haunted. Well, right now we, we just get viruses. So. No. <laughs> but I, I love how the flow of this and disenchantment and... yeah. Like it, it just feels like modern, like golden age era Simpsons. Mm. This entire series felt like yeah. after season ten of The Simpsons. It never really lost its luster either. Like on any of the, like there's like maybe one or two episodes that are that don't shine as bright, but they're like well, this is only two seasons long. I know, but like again, it's it's the I like it when shows know when enough's enough. Yeah, they have a set goal in mind. 
they know like they have an end in sight and they're like okay that's it we're done <laughs> moving on goodbye <laughs> <laughs> goodbye um but so this is what gets me. The monster tells him, you have to collect 500 pieces of candy. And Mabel has the appropriate response, like, yay, we get to do the thing that we were going to do anyway. And Dipper's like, no, my night is ruined. I do have to say their peanut butter and jelly costume is adorable. Yes, it is adorable. What was your favorite costume growing up? Did you, did you have a favorite? I was going to ask what your least favorite costume was. Okay, so my favorite costume... My mom worked really hard on this. Um, my favorite cartoon growing up as a kid was the Flintstones. Mm -hmm. Like before I ever saw the Simpsons. So one year, it was 94 when the movie came out, I asked to be Fred Flintstone. Okay. So she made a Fred Flintstone costume for me. Homemade costumes are the best. And we got a Fred Flintstone mask. Oh, nice. So I, I was Fred Flintstone from top to bottom, and my friend was supposed to go as Barney, and he got chicken pox. So I went by myself, and I collected two bags of candy, one for me and one for him. So you had what what would be known as a dabadoo time. I had a yap dabba -doo time. Thank you. A dabba -doo time. I had a gay old time. Thank you. So yeah, <laughs> so, so after I... Do you know how hard it was to convince people that I had a friend who was sick and I, this extra bag was for him? <laughs> but yeah, after I did that, I brought it to him because he lived up oh, the street. Oh, that's nice. Yeah. So Now, what's your least favorite costume that you've ever done? That same kid. <laughs> we had a, uh, we basically, the year before we stopped being friends, uh -huh. we were supposed to go as Batman and Robin from the 97 batman i got the robin costume the one with the nipples yes i had the robin costume he was supposed to go as batman he decided that him and another kid were gonna go as the men in black oh no and i was left out he so, did you but we had to walk together such a betrayal but we had to walk together and he was dressed as a men in black and the other kid was dressed as a men in black and there i was robin without a batman oh no it was it was emotionally awful yeah especially because nobody in their right mind just wants to be robin nobody and then there was a year i went as drew carey and uh people asked if i was a tax attorney wait what oh from liar liar wait no, what I, I went as drew oh drew, drew carey from jim carey i went as drew carey because I was a chubby kid and I had these glasses. So so I leaned I leaned into it and I put on a suit and I put on my glasses and I went as Drew Carey and everyone thought I was a tax attorney. Uh, I'm an actuary. <laughs> um Best and worst. So <laughs> best best costume ever was I think I know. Um, I like my mom slaved away on a mermaid costume. I knew you for were me, gonna say the mermaid, but it costume. was so great. I had a seashell crown. I had a seashell bra that I wore over my white turtleneck. <laughs> <laughs> and, but no, my favorite part, 
And this is the part that, like, my mom slaved away on. She took three separate, like, shower curtains that were made of, like, the shiny, mm -hmm. like, clear material. and But they were three different colors. And she made the individual scales. And, like, she made it into this giant tail, which she tied to, like, she tied the tail on a piece of string to my wrist so that whenever my wrist moved, my tail would move. <laughs> it did, was the shit. <laughs> did you also give up? Give up your your voice for a pair of legs. I would have. I would have given up my voice for that costume, <laughs> to wear it for the rest of my life. I instead of legs, I wanted a tail. <laughs> yeah, that's why I love Halloween so much because my mom made all of my costumes by hand for the most part for most of my childhood, and so like I have just like this like it. It just made you get excited because my mom had to start early. So it like got me really How hyped up for early? Halloween. Like May? No, not May. But like maybe like towards my birthday. Like September. Like, uh, for the bigger ones. For okay. the bigger ones. Like uh, like one year I was a ladybug and she just like cut the wings out of cardboard and painted them and I wore them on my back. Um, but that was a cool one. The worst one, not that it was bad it's actually a tie one year i went as a banshee and it's really hard to convey banshee without having to be constantly screaming <laughs> and like it was just like literally i wore like this white dress and a very like long black wig and i just like literally people would be like and what are you and i would just scream at them <laughs> Like that would help. See, I went with worst costume on an emotional level. But see, can I can I tell you the other costume? Okay. And it's not bad as in like it was badly done, but it was bad in how freaking random it was. I had to be a beanie baby, but specifically <laughs> specifically the Princess Diana being beanie baby. And it seems to me you lived your life like a candle in the wind. The purple one with the white flower. <laughs> I don't know what possessed me. I don't know what, like, when I got that beanie baby, like. <laughs> Haley. I was like. Haley. I have to be this. Haley, you were a candle in the wind. <laughs> I mean. I suppose it was associated with death, and I mean, death, that's what Halloween's about, right? <laughs> but I couldn't be Princess Diana. I had to be the Princess Diana beanie baby. <laughs> so, so literally, I wore a purple jumpsuit, a purple beanie, and like my mom like made like a white corsage. <laughs> Like a white rose corset. You, you guys, you can't see Scott's face right now. She's just... And my mom gave me purple face. You're just a candle in the wind. <laughs> like Elton John said, you're just... Is a that song about Diana? He re Originally, it was supposed to be about Marilyn Monroe, then Die Died. Die Died. Die Died. <laughs> And he redid it and re-released it, and instead of "Goodbye Norma Jean," it was "Goodbye England's Rose." Mm. I'm listening to a podcast now about Princess Diana and new theories about her death. It's very interesting. <laughs> Princess Diana and her lover Dodi Afad <laughs> were murdered. No, um, we reference John Mulaney so much. 
and it's purely for our own entertainment. I love him so much. Yes. But I'm surprised he never did a voice on this show. I know. Well, he was saving it all for Big Mouth. <laughs> yeah. But, um, which, have they done a Halloween episode? Uh, probably. Probably. But anyway, so, um, but so they, they, col- they managed to collect the five, the five pieces of candy. <laughs> somehow, so easy. Somehow they managed to collect five pieces of candy. Um, no, they collect the 500 pieces. And then Dipper. All he had to do was take off his costume, hold the wheelbarrow, and say that he's holding it for Mabel. Yeah, literally. But no, like the second Wendy and her, and her douche boyfriend show up. Yeah. He like kicks it into the bushes and then... Oh, Dipper, don't worry about him. He's a monster. <laughs> Just saying. He's either going to ditch her, like, ev- like you know, or he's going to get her pregnant. <laughs> One of those two things. No, doesn't Robbie end up with their other friend? Yeah, he ditches her, see? Oh, yeah. Yeah. Then gets the other girl pregnant. Yeah. So dodge that bullet. Yeah. Oh, I love when they show Wendy's father. Yeah. Wendy's father um is played by john dimaggio okay i have uh, no idea who that is jake from adventure time oh he's also oh, okay. bender and yeah. king i i, I love the Zog. other costumes that we see because he, he's her, dressed as a viking yes and his entire brood is dressed as vikings and then we get the two cops greatest love story of all time Tru- truly the greatest love story you make a great me. No, you make a great me. No, you <laughs> Yeah, the story of of a uh, sheriff and his deputy who fall in love. Yep. Um, and they're dressed as each other, of course. And um, what else do we see? We see Lazy Susan. Oh, my God. Who's dressed as literally a ball you of yarn. You look like the 4th of July. Yeah. It's me, Jennifer Coolidge. Yeah. I love how she like points to them and she's like, Is everybody in costume? Chimney sweep, elephant man, squeegee, ant farm. Oh, and what are you supposed to be? Uh, actually, I'm not dressed up as anything. We're, we're kind of in a hurry here. Oh, I see. Enjoy! One piece of black licorice? Circus peanut. This is loser candy. I do love Lazy Susan. Yeah. Any character with a lazy eye is okay in my <laughs> book. I see. No, she doesn't. <laughs> yeah, ha, ha, ha. But so Dipper like knocks the candy accidentally into the, uh, what would you call it? The town uh, toxic waste dump? Yeah. I was like, the city planner should be fired. Yeah. <laughs> But that might have been how we got this creature in the first place. Maybe. But Gravity Falls, their 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 city planner is not a city planner. I'm pretty sure their city planner is a goat. I, I don't think you're wrong. <laughs> it's the goat that we see, the one that falls in love with the pig. Or it's a Sasquatch. Yeah. Here that would be going. even better. <laughs> He's just a Sasquatch that everybody thinks is just this very hairy guy. Hey. So, um, I love when Seuss gets eaten, and <laughs> I love how they try to relate that that Waddles the pig and yep. 
Zeus are like the same person, even when they like switch brains. Yeah. Because Waddle's pig scream is the same as Zeus's scream. Why does Zeus have like rabbit teeth? Rat teeth. Rat teeth. Why did? Why does he have? Rat I was going to ask you that. I have no idea. <laughs> I think the uh, more important if, as, question is why is a 20-something hanging out with small children? Yeah. He's got nothing he, better to do. I love Seuss's Abuelita. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Seuss does get a great love interest in Jillian Bell. Yeah. Another great celebrity cameo. Yeah. You're just fawning over all these celebrities, aren't you? Because it's like... It's amazing that a children's cartoon. I'm still just shocked that they got J.K. Simmons. I'm shocked that they never got Kyle MacLachlan, Agent Dale Cooper. I am shocked mm. for a show that was heavily inspired by Twin Peaks. Yeah, and they didn't get Dan- uh, David Deco- David Duchovny or Gillian uh, Anderson mm. because, like, X Files, Twin Peaks, Simpsons is the show. Okay, they got. No one except for people from the Simpsons. Scott will be taking away a bagel later for all the people they didn't get. God damn right I will. But so so um, they they fail in collecting the candy and then the creature comes after them. And I do love like the moments of heart to heart between Dipper and Mabel. Um, like in the like so they go they run it back into the summer ween store and she's like oh I I you know. I didn't realize this was going to be our last, you know, trick-or-treating. And it's like, well, technically it won't be because there's still Halloween. Right. This is your first and only Summerween. So maybe don't be too, you know, wistful about it. Yeah. Yeah, Well, yeah, but I do understand. Right. Like, you know, she shows like a little scrapbook of like all of the costumes that she and dipper have you know done i don't remember them right now but it was a cat salt cat. and pepper shaker and yes. zombies eating oh each yeah other. eating each other yeah yeah yep and um and then of course uh they're trying to make an escape and then seuss of course of course has to hit head. one of the things that make noise and give the game away <laughs> i love any detailed joke and the detail in this was oh thank god there's no batteries then he goes out of his way to find double a batteries and unwraps it and then fills it back up wait is that where we get um the opening for uh uh a quiet place because think about it i don't think about it it's a thing that doesn't make noise, and then the kid goes out of his way to get batteries, and then it makes noise, and then the kid dies. Yeah. And so, yeah, the creature swallows Seuss, and then he's about to finish you Okay, know, finish the I have a bone off. to pick here. Yeah. So when Zeus eats through the trickster, yeah. the first thing that spills out of him are jelly, jelly beans. Jelly beans, yeah. Jelly beans are my favorite. I But there's 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 grades of jelly beans. I like I like You I, like the bad ones. I do. You do. I do. You, there's there's no jelly bellies here. I don't like jelly bellies. I really don't. I never have. Really? They have so many flavors. That's you what? can't find any flavor that you like. No. 
I like, so Mike and Nike's is one of my favorite candies. Mm -hmm. They're like a combination between a jelly bean and I guess licorice, but. No, I I would say they're like the lazy man's jelly bean. (laughs) But they made jelly beans every year for for Easter and they're so good. They're so good because then they actually have to go from being the lazy man's jelly mm-hmm. bean to an actual jelly bean. Yeah. And it's so good. I also like, like Starburst makes really good jelly beans too. Those I have heard are good. I'm just not like, I don't really like, as a kid, I loved hard candy. Loved hard candy. What were your favorite? Werther's? Grandma. <laughs> I did like Werther's. Shut up. No. Um. I think, Did you like I mean, a nice warm glass of milk right before bed and a, watch a few episodes of Golden Girls? No. Murder, um, she wrote. I liked uh, Jolly Ranchers, certain flavors. Um, back back in the 90s when you could give out candy to students, mm-hmm. my mom, who was an amazing guidance counselor, had a candy dish. Mm. And she always gave out Jolly Ranchers. Oh, nerds. Nerd. Actually, no. Oh, now that I'm thinking. Gross. Really? Yeah. You're giving me shit over jelly beans and you you liked nerds? Nerds were the, like the big candy when I was growing up. Oh. oh. <laughs> nerds, sweet tarts. I didn't like sweet tarts. Sweet tarts um, were disgusting. I like spray for some reason. <laughs> oh, and the Wonka gobstoppers. Oh, no. Um, I'm. Yeah, though my favorite now that I'm older, like I only want chocolate. Like, but specifically like dark, dark chocolate. chocolate. Yep. The more bitter, the better. It's also the healthier version of chocolate for you. Yes, that's why I eat it. So yeah, that's the excuse I give myself. It's healthy. <laughs> so yeah, well, all this is going on. The B story is that Stan can't scare children. Yep. Just two in particular. He scares a whole bunch by melting. Yeah, these his own are the face. kids that were raised on horror movies. Okay, that's that's a problem I had. A kid said that he's been watching horror movies since he was two. DSS needs to come and take that kid away from his parents. Yeah, because like I wasn't. I grew up watching There's a lot of movies that I shouldn't have, but like there was a uh, no horror movies until I was like eleven or twelve. Neglect going on there. Like, but they show him a video of a jump scare and it's like not prepared for it. And so like he's like he's trying to up his game. But like literally his first gag is like where he has his own face melt off to a mask of a skull, which he then takes off like the guy's got game. I don't he does. I don't. He's also dressed as Grandpa Monster. Yeah. Um, but so yeah, eventually, eventually he gets them and he gets them good, but they just have to break into his house first to get this can. Yeah. I don't understand these children. If this house isn't giving up the goods, you move on to another house. You don't stick around. Also, they had to walk like deep into the woods to get to their house. Maybe that's why they're sticking around because they're like, no, we came all those way. This is the final house. Um, but yeah, I don't. Why? Why do you gotta break in? I love also the moral of the story is not candy or trick or treating; it's pure evil. <laughs> Celebrating. Well, Seuss did eat a man. Yeah, and that's like the last line of the episode. 
<laughs> I ate a man alive tonight. But the monster, he's like weeping like candy corn. And- which, which, I'm glad it was candy corn because if it was the candy corn pumpkins, I'd be pissed. Because I like those better than regular yeah. candy corn. Another reason I know you're my soulmate. Thank because you, we sir. both love only those. I, I th- Out of the pantheon of shitty candies. I just never understood if you're going to make something look like a kernel of corn, why candy? <laughs> I want someone to assemble a kernel. Somebody's probably Someone done. has. Uh, I'm sure they have. disgusting looking. Yeah. It's the grossest thing I've ever seen in my life. Yeah. Um, yeah, kernel of corn. Because what they do is they make uh, a, on the cob and then they take the pumpkins and put them on the ends as if they're the... Oh, clever, clever. Yeah, Yeah. clever girl. Mm. So yeah, as we come to the end of this episode, Mm -hmm. are there any takeaways? Like stuff we haven't talked about. Uh, No, not that I can think of. There's just like a few good jokes sprinkled in here and there. I love it when Candy like jumps in the bucket and she's like, huh, we have 31 pieces now. Yeah, I get it. And Mabel's like, yeah, I get it. So how many bagels are in this episode? Um, I would say 12. Okay. I love the Miyazaki reference. I think it's a good episode in terms of like it, it, it is technically like a throwaway episode, but it's not because it like does kind of elaborate more on um, Mabel and Dipper's relationship. It kind of adds to the texture of this town that like celebrates really random weird things. Yeah. And, like, there is, like, this, you know, boogeyman mm-hmm. that comes out of the woodwork. And I I just, I really like it. I think it's really good. And it showcases a lot of the characters we love, like, the, the side characters. We see the deputy and um, the, the chief or whatever he is. Mm-hmm. And we see old man McGuckin. <laughs> I can't remember the news anchor's name. Uh, yeah, but he, he but still he, yeah. he's he's funny. That's not a man. I just think this is like a really good solid episode. Yeah, I'm giving it 11. Yeah, I think the only mark I have against it is just the fact that I love Halloween so much and Dipper does not he, I mean, I know it's for the sake yeah. of the episode, but still. <laughs> so, we're moving in from Shocktober. We're going deep into the 90s for 90s november and you have to cover something that is was very important to me as to be fair i have to cover this because two other people couldn't cover it yes but they're gonna be back i'm sure they will so we're watching if you want to watch it with us we're watching empire records can you feel the joy radiating from my voice (laughs) I love Empire Records because it's so bad. It's good. What is it? You'll see. Oh, God. There's history, and, and we're going to go deep. No. When, when I tell you. No. You'll see. No. So if you want to follow us on. I don't on- want it. <laughs> I don't want it. You said you'd do it. No. So if you want to follow us on it social media we're on twitter at w-r-t-r-b-a-g-e-l-b-s-k-t instagram writers at writers bagel basket 
Or you could just look on the website, I mean. Yeah. <laughs> Curlinonfilm.com. Yeah. Uh, like us on Facebook. Please give us a good review on Apple and also Spotify. No tricks, just treats. Please. Yes, please. And until next time, I'm Scott Curlin. Bye. No? Really? You're not going to do your name? No, I'm done. <laughs> Bye. everybody, this is Kelly Reynolds and I'm the host of Boobies and Newbies, the podcast that asks novice romance readers to think outside the dick in a box. Join me for a new episode every Friday as we review romance novels with non-romance readers. From the sweet, loving, fairy tale romances of the Highlands. Who cares uh, about up against the wall by the fruit <laughs> yes. trees? Like, where's the dragon? Inside the belly of a dragon. To the naughty erotic threesomes with Navy Seals. Sex was a 10. I mean, you cannot get any better than this book. Come okay, on, you guys. Good. Really. We read it all. Check us out at Boobies Podcast on both Twitter and Instagram. Listen to previous episodes on any podcast streaming platform. You can also support Boobies and Newbies on Patreon.com for lots of bonus booby content and early episode releases. are bombing all over the country. They are posing as movies you already know. They may be in your theaters, your neighbor's home, or even your own. Why are you doing that voice? I don't know. <laughs> I thought it made me sound cool. It doesn't. I'm Jason Bishop, host of the Invasion of the Remake podcast with co-hosts Sam Stepanenko and Trish Coughlin. Join us each week as we rotate talking about your favorite films and their not-so-favorite remakes. We'll also dig deep to find forgotten films that we think are more worthy of remaking, complete with our own fantasy casting. You can get all 130 episodes and counting on... Apple Podcasts, Stitcher, Google Play Music, TuneIn Radio, Player FM, and all the best podcast providers, even... Frickin' YouTube. For the low, low price of absolutely nothing, join the invasion. Subscribe today. Or we'll blow up your planet. Hi, this is Tony, the host of the Flix X-Raid podcast. Each week, I am joined by guests. Hello. Yo. Why, hello there. Hello. Hey. Hello. Hello. And we have a roundtable discussion where we dig deep and x-ray a bunch of our favorite films and some really terrible ones, too. We really like to go back and take a look at films that may be forgotten, maybe in the past, and still lovable films. If you want, you can follow us on all the major platforms, iTunes, Google, Stitcher. If you want to find out more, you can find us online at www.flixxray.com. And you can also find us on Twitter, Facebook, and Instagram if you want to reach out to us. Good night, Internet.